Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol and this is episode 5 and we are talking today with Anna Pierce. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and I help female entrepreneurs achieve more time with their family and business so they can expand and grow by taking over all of their business premises problems. I hope you enjoy the latest episode. And we are talking all about Anna's fabulous business. Now, Anna, first of all, tell me exactly what your business name is and what you do. <sighs> so I'm Anna Pierce Healing and Learning. And I primarily have two... Oh, cheers, by the way. <laughs> hey, so today we're, we're sampling strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> yeah. Is it nice? It's quite sweet, so I'm not. I don't usually go for the old sweet drinks, but this for me would be a one drink wonder. I'd have one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, so I primarily do two, two things. One, I help women to buy their own home. Women who feel that they can't afford to buy, they're worried about whether they have enough deposit, whether they have enough income, whether they can get mortgage. So it's a really alternative way of buying your own home and creating an income from it um, so that it brings you money rather than costing you money. Um, So that's my Attract Your Dream Home program that I run. And then the other thing that I do is Anna Pierce Healing and Learning, which is a bit like an alternative um, school for children. Um, So children come for two days for learning, two days for healing and then Fun Friday. So it's a wholeness education. Um, yeah, and basically children are going through their education journey, but they're looking at, as well as the academic side of things, they're looking at learning about themselves, their learning styles, their emotions, their energy. Learning food as medicine is a massive part of it. And just having fun and being out in nature. So they're the two main things that I do with my business. That sounds amazing. <laughs> what made you get into this? Well, I started, uh, I got involved in property about 10 years ago. Um, My background was I was a pensions actuary. So I worked very long hours. I did like, I spent like nine years doing profession exams um, and got really very unwell and very unhappy. Um, Yeah, I just kind of worked myself into the ground. And um, and then we had gone traveling. Myself and my now husband had gone traveling. We came back. And just, I just had lost the spark for what I was doing. So we were seeking something alternative, came across some property training and yeah, decided to start a property business. And I did the property business for quite a while. I started teaching property as well. I was actually asked to go back and train new students and I loved that. And then I had kids and it changed everything. Changed absolutely everything and it just woke me up as a person and it just lots of stuff came to the surface and I kind of went through this big like awakening and took some time for me and reconnected with me and then when I came back to property I thought I can't do it the same way so I've now kind of created this more um, empowered feminine way of investing um, and yeah and just having a fantastic time um, investing in property in a much more empowered way and then with the kids 
Um, and they're all they're all very linked, the two sides. They sound quite different, but they're very linked because actually the property is what is funding the school. Um, and the school is what I absolutely love doing, but I can really get my teeth into the property side of things. So it's, it's just a nice, for me, it, it scratches lots of itches and it covers lots of areas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, um, but with the school, um, that was more like my kids went into like an alternative school and it just didn't work for us and then we homeschooled for a while and that didn't work for us so I decided to create something myself and having done stuff having done my financial education it was so important that the kids learn about money and business and property so I've created a school where they receive a financial education as well as an emotional education and then academic so it was the school was really because I want like there, there's nothing out there where the children can be nature based but also learning about money, and no. it, it can be it's a very interesting concept but it was important to me and it seems to work so yeah so that was yeah really, that was because I want my children to I'm at like unlearning lots of patterns from childhood like doing the financial education I was like wow I didn't know anything about this about money and you know attracting money and things like this and I was like I want my kids to learn that while they're young and while they're you know before they really need to be earning money they want to be I want them to be practicing um and then equally I kind of had my emotional crash four years ago and I don't want my children to go through that so I, I'm we're teaching them the tools now um yeah so it all kind of yeah it was it was really from going through such a painful experience with myself <laughs> I don't want my kids to go through that I'm sure they'll go through another different kind of painful experience but yeah I just want to give them some tools for life really well I'm a massive advocate for learning from what you do yourself so when you're yeah. when you were saying that oh I don't want them to go through it in the in the back of my mind that I'm I'm saying I do. I really mm. want my kids to go because yeah. I think I think um, resilience is a word that drives me batty because I don't want to teach my my children resilience. I want them to teach. I want to teach them skills. Yeah. So um, I completely and utterly agree with you. Like giving them that, this amazing um, ability to deal with these issues is is exactly what we need to do as parents and educators and and in business and everything like that. But but allowing them to go through the processes exactly. that they need is yeah. just so important. And, and it's imp- important, you know, I see, um, I, you know, I predominantly deal with women, you predominantly deal with women, and I see women going through these types of issues at 40, 50, 60, when they're, you know, trying to build the skills to be able to run their own business and stuff like that. So, so yeah, teaching kids when they're, you know, Three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, you know, it's just yeah. incredible. Yeah. It must be amazing. So yeah. how long have you been doing the school side of things? So we start in January. Um, it literally started, because I don't remember ever thinking, oh, I really want to start a school, or, if, or even I ever want to work with kids or, you know, do. I had no, it, it came out of nowhere. And then it was literally, I think it was because we did the alternative education, that didn't really work. Homeschooling, that didn't really work. So I was like, well... I kind of, I guess if I had no other choice, I was like, well, I'll just start something myself. But it feels like it came out of nowhere. 
And one day I woke up and was like, I'm going to go rent the village hall. We had three days we could do it. So I just went over with me and my two and we and I started started a school like no (laughs) no no planning I did phone I did phone the local like council and spoke to a few people was like what do I need you know are there any rules regulations and stuff and it seemed to be that literally as long as I had insurance um um, and I oh and um so if I employed anyone DRB checks uh or DBS checks rather um like the you know the uh, so insurance, first aid, and checks, and then basically that was fine. <laughs> like there wasn't, there's no real like anyone can do it, which is slightly alarming when you're working with children. Yeah. But because it's just me and my two, I just literally hired a, a hall, and saw how like basically started it kind of from scratch. And then after about a month, I I decided I wanted to support so I manifested these two wonderful ladies and then we were running it together and then gradually I pulled back the intention was never for me to be one of the guides never to be there with the kids it was always meant to be that I was creating this space and allowing the you know these wonderful wonderful people to come and be with the children and guide the children um that's not my forte like I was putting together so and I'm very pleased about that because my you know there was a reason that homeschooling didn't work for us (laughs) and it's just not my forte (laughs) so uh and there's some some incredible people like you know the the team that we have now like we've expanded we've now got three core guides um that holds the learning days, the healing days and fun Friday. And then they've got their support guides. Um, and they're just incredible people. They're all healers. They're all business owners. And it's just, yeah, I just couldn't be happier. So it's, it's good. So how many children do you have at the moment? Well, we've moved. We we could only go up to 10 children. When we were in the, the hall, which we were last, like from January up until the summer, but we've actually moved and we've expanded as well. So, um, we are now um, in, like we're at different premises basically and we've gone five days a week but we were having families so the families that were there before fell away because it just didn't really work for them and then when we've moved we we had four families that were about to start and then we <laughs> this stuff happened around um, registering with Ofsted and uh, because I was under the impression because I'm very regulation regulation orientated I'm very I want to keep things legal and you know clear and um, basically I was under the impression because we only had two learning days that we were okay we weren't needed to register with Ofsted but I sought legal advice and actually we, we realized we want to register so we're rejigging things a bit we can take on more children but just not five days a week or not more than five five days a week so we've had to pull back and wait till that has come through and that only came through like the last week um, yeah so at the moment it's back to just sorry to answer your question it's back to the no no my two at the moment, but we had we had actually another uh, family were joining. I lost track of days today. They're meant <laughs> to be joining, but unfortunately, the little girl was sick in the night, which for me is the medicine is beginning to work. Like because she was coming to the healing days, um, so I know that it's it can bring stuff up. Um, so yes, yeah, so I hopefully she'll be joining next week. So yeah, we'll just kind of organically expand again and welcome some more families. Um, but we have had this cycle of like, the first time we we you know welcomed some families and then they all fell away for whatever reason and then we kind of had small families and they fell away so we're going through this birth and death birth or birth and rebirth birth and rebirth 
and uh, it's been really interesting to see and it's brought up lots of stuff for me as well like every time a family joins it shifts the dynamic and if a family falls away then it shifts it so it's really it's an, it's been a really interesting process it's so what what um so the, the other side of your business is the property side of the business and you were saying that um you help women who don't think that they can afford to have their own property to be able to do that so how do you do this like what's the process mm. that you go through it sounds fascinating yeah so it was born out of for years because unlike the school where it kind of just happens and I didn't know where it came from this was something that was for a long time it bothered me that because I had a we are you know we we've been in property since like 2010 and well I but I bought my first property when I was 18 so to wow. see people who were you know my age now still struggling it yeah. really upsets me yeah yeah totally and um but what I found because I I was I in fact I bought my own my first or my home um, my first property for me after my dad passed and I inherited a small amount of money but it was enough to put a deposit down yeah. and I was an, I was a pensions actuary so I earned really good money and then I had the but I didn't have enough deposit and then when my dad passed I was able to but I look at it and I'm like I you know it's such it was such a narrow um amount of people that can you know tick the boxes for a mortgage you know get yeah. a deposit so I was I was always really aware that I was very blessed to be able to buy my own because I bought it you know just me bought it myself when I was in my 20s but when we started the property portfolio and we, we moved to the Midlands to to build our portfolio but when we got pregnant, um, in fact, the first house Drew and I, my husband and I bought, um, we couldn't get a, a residential mortgage because we had just started. We, I'd actually, I lost my, after we did our training, like three months later, I lost my job. So we threw ourselves into the property thing, got it up and running really quickly. But we didn't have the provable income and we certainly, and we done it so quickly so we didn't have the accounts to be able to do it. So we couldn't buy. When we, when we got married, we couldn't buy our own home. So we actually borrowed some money from one of our investors to buy our own home and then we moved into one of our buy-to-lets because we couldn't get a residential mortgage and it felt really bad to do that like it didn't feel good because I knew I was breaking some rules and then when we moved back down south we went into rented so I was like how is it that I have this extensive property portfolio yet I can't buy a house and I was asking around I was asking my yeah. community how do you buy houses like because I can't buy we were ta we we're very tax efficient we had a low you know low tax income I was like, I, am I missing something? How do property people buy their own home? If they're either paying, like, either they're earning a lot of money, paying a lot of tax, and they're able to get a residential mortgage, um, or they're not able to buy. And no one could give me an answer, which made me think. And as the regulation changed, and as they got tighter and tighter, making sure that people didn't do what we did, which was even to buy to that, I just don't, I didn't want to break any rules. And I, so it came from, it came, it was birthed from the fact that, I spent years going, what is, what, how are people buying houses? Like, how is it possible? And I knew there was a creative solution. I just didn't know what it was. And then about a year ago, 
I had some friends actually ask me and say, look, we're really, they were in a sticky situation and they were like, we really need Spiral and Home. How do we do it? Like, is there a creative way? So I actually sat down, did some research and it kind of came to me and it's developed now. So basically what it's really, really simple. You find a property that you can run your business from um, or rent some space so you can create an income from it. And then you find an investor to buy the property. And much like we do with our property portfolio, you, the idea is that they pay, they get paid an interest rate. So it's a bit like going to a person instead of a mortgage lender and you pay them an interest rate. So it kind of works for them. It works for you. And it means that you're creating, um, you know, an income from your house. Yeah. Um, where it isn't quite so simple <laughs> is um, primarily finding that investor because obviously, you know, you're potentially looking at like, you know, I mean, I live in the South, so it's, you know, you're looking at like a close to a million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> cash investor i live in st albans yes i get it oh yeah exactly <laughs> so the the key with it is that it's about embodying your business embodying your home and embodying yourself so what we what i help women to do is to become aligned um i i attract healers primarily and i can understand that you know anapa's healing and learning so a lot of women that i attract are um doing some kind of healing or spiritual business and they're they're not making very much money they can barely afford rent let alone to buy and there's me kind of saying actually you'll find an investor who wants to invest in you you know and that it, they will come to you they will ask you it will feel good to them and you can buy your dream home and it's going to create the ink so it's not just the house it's the income it's having the clarity of your business it's getting your business profitable so there's quite a lot within that program so yeah there must you must yeah. have to find the right type of of person who's willing to keep the momentum going within a business for that 25 30 years in order to then pay the investor back well the intention is to buy because the thing is that the the bigger picture is we've gone from the patriarch to the matriarch we've gone from this very single-minded masculine energy like as in the like the energy we're living in to the more feeling like a lot we're becoming much more aware of how our feelings how our emotions affect things there's all this anxiety and depression and chronic pain all coming to the surface we're going into this matriarch and the things that like so banks and schools and all these these masculine structures are starting to crumble because something else is ready to come through and it all it is really is that there's dated there's a lot of our structures are very dated so that schools we know are very dated so they need very, updating yes. and it's the same thing with banks so we're moving into a time where actually this idea of going to bank filling in form after i mean you know the the <laughs> to apply for a mortgage like for us now it's like three days work to complete oh you know the mortgage paperwork you know six months to buy my last house yeah and it was just absolutely horrific yeah it's crazy yeah. the feeling that comes with that when you're like it's very much please sir can i have some of your money it's a, yeah it makes 
all and this is this is just feeding into what we're no longer accepting so the the idea with when these women are buying their own homes is either well it depends what's coming frankly with the banks you just don't know what's going to happen but at the moment what i'm teaching these women is that you can use an investor to buy it but you don't necessarily have to wait you know it's not about paying it down over 30 years you can potentially refinance because once the um business is established once you've got the provable income in two or three years time then you can potentially go to to a bank and you're much more likely to be able to you know get a um mortgage to repay the original investor because an investor is not going to want to have a 30-year term but yeah. to be honest there's there's so many other uh, creative ways coming through to buy houses now so probably in three years time this is going to be more the norm anyway about this peer-to-peer lending and you can already do this this is something that already exists you can actually go through um a website you can go through peer-to-peer lending and and get matched with someone but the thing for me is again it's like you don't need that you can attract people and this is about attracting people to you this isn't seeking an investor you can actually have people come to you who want to invest who are excited about you and your vision because i this is the thing that i love the the attracting money and i have investors i have strangers like stop me and like something comes up in conversation within two minutes they're trying to invest a hundred thousand pounds with me like when you're really aligned with your business you're aligned with your purpose you become magnetic as women we're magnetic like when we're sharing and shining things come to us we don't need to seek that's the masculine energy and that's what i'm teaching these women basically so how long did it take you to go through that process of, of honing in your business to the point where you got to the stage of you know attracting the one the investors but two the clients in order for you to be able to yeah. feed that business the investors i mean the property i've been doing longer um so i was kind of doing it from the outset i think um because we did used to i've always had where because a big part of what i talk about is sharing and shining so it's just loving i mean you know loving what you do so much that it just comes it naturally comes up yeah. in conversation you know god forbid someone who mentions property to me and i'm like oh i you know, and if they're actually interested, then it'll be. I mean, when we first spoke, it was a, a big conversation, wasn't it? Because of the fact that, um, oh, I think it, you've just frozen. Are you still there, Denise? Oh, I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, no. I'll give you of our Mr. and Mrs. Property, like my husband and I do some um, joint coaching. And um, yeah, so I still I still help people, normally couples actually, Mr. and Mrs. Property, we tend to attract couples that want to build property portfolios. So I'm still kind of, I'm still a property mentor and I'm, I've been looking for my own mentor, like my own property coach recently, because I firmly believe that coaches need coaches and um, yeah me too and uh, I, I was speaking to um, a lady because I, I really want a female property coach and but someone that works with the feminine energy but I can't I just can't find anyone that does it besides me um, but I was speaking to this lady but it's all this doing energy it's like you're going to be out there looking at all these houses and it's like the more we do the more success you know the more we feel that we've done lots but as a woman yeah 
but as a woman that's masculine energy and we need to be in the being like the embodying energy so when we are out doing stuff we exhaust ourselves and the thing is we're not not men we do we do have to do we do have to be in the masculine doing energy but as women we're far more powerful when we when we're in the feminine energy and we bring things to us um so it's just a completely different like our society is so we really respect the doing you know and the um you know no pain no gain type mentality and we don't really celebrate the yeah you know the just being and embodying you know no one when it comes to success and money if because the thing actually the 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 thing I love sharing particularly with men it seems to really I'm fascinated by men like the male reaction when I share this but I do these crystal meditations I used to hold crystal meditation groups and I do them with a specific purpose of um healing the um like womb healing yoni healing healing the feminine and to do and by doing so we attract money so i used to run these crystal meditations and i used to do these online crystal meditations around money manifestation and around womb healing feminine healing and i did this one um it was the first one i was doing for this particular program and i ran this group uh, this meditation online and then I closed the space and I was packing up and my phone pings and one of my investors texted me saying, I have a hundred grand that was meant to be invested in something and that's fallen through. Do you want it? So I was like, okay, I'll take your hundred grand. That's great. Thank you. And then, <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. And then the next day I, I went back into the office and I watched the meditation back, participating this time and um, then closed the space, put, put everything away, went into the communal kitchen um, uh, in the office that we're in, met this guy, never seen him before, had a chat with him and within two minutes he'd offer me a hundred grand. So what I teach women is that we're, we're told we have to go out seeking, we have to be doing, but actually you can literally do a crystal meditation and attract a hundred thousand pounds to you, not once, but twice. And that's when, that's what I think people don't realize that it's that powerful, this being and not doing and just leaning back and allowing it to come to you is incredibly powerful. And that's not, do you see it as part of the law of attraction? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think however, however, it suits you. Like I think there's however we describe. For me, I mean, it's it's all of that. I'm really open to. Some people like the idea of law of attraction. Some people like the idea of the magnetic feminine energy. Whatever works. Whatever terminology. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, no, for, for me, that's one in the yeah. same. Um, yeah. So where do you see this going for you then? Is there a, I mean, after everything we've said, this probably isn't the right way of saying it, but is there a grand plan? Is there something, you know, can you see in the distance? Is there something you're aiming for? Or are you just, you know, keep going day by day and see where it goes? Um, no, there is a grand plan because um, three years ago, um and it's funny because I can, there's so many beliefs, like I can almost, I'm feeling so much by sharing this because I, I feel this is really quite um, a bit wackadoodle. Like this is about out there, what I'm about to share. But then I, it's it makes me laugh because I'm from such a, 
professional backgrounds. And if someone had said this to me like 10 years ago, I'd be like, whoa. But um, no, three years ago, I was told, I was talking to a friend and he mentioned passing this particular property um, that as it turns out was run as a spiritual retreat for like, I think since the 70s, so for decades. And basically he happened to mention this property and it was like my whole body reacted and I was like, I have to go to this place. And I had no idea what it was, but I was like, I have to go. And kind of long story short, basically um, I was looking at potentially renting this place and running it as a spiritual retreat. Um, And then, but the owners weren't interested. And I went, but I felt so strongly about this. And I went back and I snuck, and I'm not a rule breaker, but I snuck onto the, it's like a hundred acre property, like a farmhouse and stuff. But I snuck back on and I sat and meditated and the land spoke to me. And I appreciate how this sounds, but the land spoke to me and it said, um, I'm not going to be renting it. I'm going to be buying it in three years time. Um, that I've got this time to get my ducks in a row and greaves will be the obstacle. And I thought, I'm so fully, fully losing my mind. What the hell? Like, and I thought, am I making this up? And, uh, and, and I, <laughs> so I was like, you know, open to it. And I went and spoke and I went actually to my tarot friends and I said, can you do cut some cards? And am I just like completely imagining this? And she did the cards and I could see, and I was like, it's going to happen, isn't it? She's like, yeah. So this is three years ago and almost to the day, three years after that. So this was last month. I found out that it's coming on the, it's coming on the market, like imminently, like any day. So, yeah, so, but basically it's going to be Anna Pierce Healing and Learning. So it's going to be where I'm going to house my school, but I'm also going to run lots of things around the holistic side of things, natural healing. There's so much that, um, particularly food as medicine, understanding how what we eat can really influence how we feel like our mental health. Um, my son, I've got a whole other thing around my son, um, was showing signs of ADHD and autism and how we're healing that through food and through his environment. And I'm a firm believer in that we can heal almost anything. Like we don't, again, the, the old patriarch to matriarch, like doctors going to a doctor saying, you, can you tell me what's wrong with me? This is about us taking our power back. Um, so Anna Pierce Healing and Learning will be all around natural healing. Um, and that includes our children. And I want to have um, so much around the empowered feminine. Um, I'm actually calling, I'm on the call today. I'm actually, this prop or this building I'm in at the moment was one I took on today. I found out today that I've got it. So that's why I'm calling you. I thought it felt really appropriate. Um, I put my scarf up behind me because it's... So it's, what are you going to do with this? So what are you doing with that building then? So it's going to be a red tent. Um, I don't know if you, shall I share a little bit? Have you come across red tents before? No, I don't think so. Um, so basically, um, traditionally, when women were on their menstrual cycles, when they were bleeding, they would go to what's called the red tent. So they would go to like a tent where they would be nourished and cared for and looked after. And they would take that time when we're obviously, you know, bleeding to to come back to ourselves, come back to nature and we're highly intuitive like as women we're highly intuitive so when we're on our moon cycle the idea is to really be at one with nature so these red tents were a place where women could go and to listen to their intuition listen to their bodies listen to themselves and just come back to nature so 
there's a movement called the Red Tent Gatherings, where on a new moon, women meet and have a women's circle. So have um, some support and to be with one another and to just feel loved and, and held by other women. Um, but actually what I'm doing is I'm creating a Red Tent experience. So basically this is just like, it. it's like a log cabin in the forest, basically. And I'm gonna turn it into a place where women can come when they're on their menstrual cycles. And there's gonna be crystals and there's gonna be cars and there's gonna be candles and they can just be in the middle of the forest you know being really held and just yeah and just a really wonderful environment surrounded by feminine energy like altars and yeah just come back to that sacred ceremony of our moon cycle so yeah so i so this, we're not gonna have like a hagen dazs fridge <laughs> galaxy chocolate being thrown at women as they walk through the it's, door but it's <laughs> funny it's fun it's so funny you should say that because one of my rituals is i buy myself like because i don't eat much chocolate but i might buy myself no, I chocolate. and and yeah so absolutely and every woman's different but it's yeah but I am and funny you should say that I am actually going to be putting some chocolates in but I'm also going to be putting like almonds and bananas and dates and stuff so some very nourishing food as well but yeah chocolate great but like good decent yeah <laughs> quality there's chocolate. a time there's a time and a place for everything yeah. in our life yeah yeah no I, I I fully believe in the whole um food healing I've had a uh, bad knees since I was 14 which you know I'm not going to tell you how long ago that is but um for the past couple of months I've been on this anti-inflammatory diet and changed my life yeah completely wow. changed my life so yeah. I'm fully on board with that I'm not sure if I would extend it as far as illnesses like um, mm. ADHD and autism and stuff but I very much agree with the whole um it benefiting um people who suffer with illnesses to to reduce the outside influences beyond yeah. the, the medical condition so yeah I'm, I'm very much on board with that yeah so when do you think that you'll be able to open up this retreat i mean it's not it's not on the market yeah. yet but you're obviously very focused and yeah. it's yours yeah which i I'm very like that, you know, it's mine, nothing else is going to happen, it's going to be mine. Yeah. So when do you think that's going to come to you? Well, I mean, because I'm really like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be buying it in three years and then finding out it was on the market. There's a part of me that's like, oh, the, you know, the universe lies or the land lies. But of course, the land's like, you know, I was told you'll be buying it, buying it in three years time. So I just don't know. I would like to be in um, fairly imminently. Um, I have, um, at the moment, I have uh, a, like my surveyor friends who is just fantastic. And he is speaking with the owners on my behalf. He's brokering the deal, basically. He's acting as a sourcing agent. So I'm what I'm doing, actually, is I'm just leaning yeah. back. I'm leaning back and I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I would like to be in before Christmas. I, to be honest, I really don't mind um, when it happens because I'm just... I'm really trusting now because it's got to this point and I'm trusting that it'll happen as it needs to happen. But hopefully within the next year, um, we'll be in. 
but what I realized I was doing was that I was like going well I'll need to be in before I can you know um because I want the school to be in what at the moment it's in two different places in Forest Row and East Sussex the learning days and healing days are held at separate places and I that doesn't feel good to me I want them to be together yeah um so I was kind of wanting to rush getting this property because I wanted to be in but I'm I'm coming back to the place where actually it's exactly as it needs to be for now um but equally I was going you know I was putting off um getting other properties because this particular property has it's just enormous and we can you know we can run retreats we can hire a space we can do red tents so I was putting it off waiting for this property and again I caught myself going when I have the property I'll do this yeah I'm not going into well I'm just going to do it because it's about aligning with the property and when I'm fully embodying all the different aspects then it'll come to me um yeah, yeah. So, I don't know and also I want to move I want to live in a bigger house like we're we moved to us we were in a really big house and then when I realized that I'd got I got the lifestyle and I was really unhappy we actually moved to a smaller house because I wanted to take some time and cry apparently <laughs> so but now, now that house feels too small so I'm really ready to move so I yeah yeah if I had the choice I'd be in before Christmas but I'm equally happy if it takes longer yeah as someone who's been living in a building site for almost two years I can definitely um sympathize with the whole needing more space yes I know if you look behind me I've got the most beautiful pink wallpaper Uh, anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh the joys so when's your build you say you're in a building site when's it going to be finished do you think well, my husband's a property developer, so never oh. would be <laughs> the honest answer to that question. <laughs> no, it's uh, they they come and they start and then they leave and then I have no well, I have a building site still. So yeah, I had a I had a friend come around earlier today and she's like, How's the building work getting on? And I was like, It's not. So, oh, and that's just what I say to everyone all the time. It's just not. <laughs> but one day I will have a beautiful house and that's absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah. And I can wait. I can wait. Anyway, so tell us something more about you. One of the things that I like to ask people is if you were to write an autobiography, what would it be called? Oh my lord! Actually, probably that. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. An autobiography. What would it be called? <laughs> probably. You sound crazy. Because <laughs> yeah. I get, I get told that a lot, and I'm starting to take it personally. <laughs> no, no, I get, I, don't. I get told that a lot that I sound crazy, and I, and I'm like, I know, I think I sound crazy, but it's my truth. But the, yeah. the funny thing is, people say it when I tell them things like, like the guy, you know, the the crystal meditation story where people offer me, people are like you sound crazy, and I'm like, I'm telling you what happens. <laughs> like that yeah. doesn't. I'm not giving my opinion on something. I'm telling you what actually happened. It's really fascinating. Like it's because if it's an opinion, it's like subjective. But if I'm like this happens, it challenges people's yeah. ideas, and therefore I have to be crazy. So yeah, probably something along the lines of you sound crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm regularly seen as um, the crazy person. So I I'm absolutely fine with yeah. that, and I've uh, I. As I've got, I don't know if it's an age thing with you, it's definitely an age thing with me. But as I've got older, I've learned to completely live my own truth. Yeah. And 
and um, and when people say I, I don't care what other people think about me, it's it's nowhere near as close to my truth of I genuinely don't care what anyone else <laughs> thinks of me. That's great, but you know, yeah, I'm still learning. I know, and I'm I, still learning. Yes. No, and I can, but I can hear that in you. But I can see that that's where you're going. Yeah, and that's, that's good yeah. because I don't, I don't expect everyone to be like me, and I wouldn't want everyone to be like me. But I, there's when I hear the pain of somebody saying, mm. "So and so said this about me, and it made me feel like this." I think mm. that's awful, and I just, you know, I, 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 I beg for people to work for it, you know, with themselves and realize that that the. Um, words that come out of other people's mouths are their words and not yours exactly they were intended for them not for you yeah exactly yeah, yeah totally. shame though yeah yeah so if you are if you are on death row what would be your last meal i would get emma our healing guides uh with the who's, who's with the kids she's the one who's teaching uh she it's primarily around gaps the gaps diet which is gut and psychology syndrome so it's all to do with gut health but it's okay. uh, but it's like proper foods and it's yeah it's just and she's just the most amazing cook so if i had my last meal i would ask to have emma come in and cook me a feast because I, <laughs> even if she's making a salad, it tastes incredible. Because she does all this stuff around, like she sources the best kind of, like she has a biodynamic farm. So all the, you know, it's, it's um, the food is grown in sync with nature. And, you know, and when she, when she prepares it, she's giving so much love to it. It's the Ayurvedic kind of tradition of loving the food that you're making and you're putting the loving intention in. So everything she makes is incredible. And um, a few weeks ago, she cooked, she cooks for us like she get cooks some meals that um to help us kind of get really on track with eating you know healthily and properly and so she cooked for us for two weeks and it was the best two weeks of my life it was so incredible so yeah i would have emma ships in and cook and i don't even care it could literally be a salad as long as it's cooked by emma because it just tastes amazing <laughs> yeah well a good salad's amazing though i'm, I'm okay with that yeah no, i, I because there's so many things I can't eat anymore. I, you know, if, yeah. if I go somewhere and there's an amazing salad, then I'm, I, I know that I'm going to eat well. <laughs> I yeah. really don't care. So if you were to start all over again, what would you change? Oh, nothing, nothing. No, absolutely nothing. I'm really grateful for everything. Like I'm grateful for the pain, like the painful lessons. I'm grateful for um, as much as the successes. Um, I, not nothing, absolutely nothing. Like Good. that surprises me how much I was like nothing wouldn't change anything. Like I'm really happy yeah. with what's happened, and um, yeah, I've had some very very painful times, but I wouldn't I wouldn't change it because I know that you know I don't know I want to be awake. I want to be awake. Like the the lessons I've had have helped with me waking up and being present in my life so yeah yeah but it's like, it sounds like you've accepted the process and the lessons that you've got from the process yeah yeah I think I've just found a bit more peace with it really yeah. I just find I guess for it, it's taken a long time but I'm just I find what I'm just doing at the moment is just letting letting go of like 
a need to control things to and I mean there is still like this there's, there's layers and layers to it but it's just I like the idea of just going oh I can just let that go or, I can just let that go and it, I feel like I'm coming back to myself and I'm coming back to kind of God or the universe or a consciousness whatever you know but that I I just feel I just feel lighter I guess and yeah I need to work on that go. whole letting go thing so yeah. you've you've inspired me to kind of work more on on the would, letting go side of things I would reframe the wording as well because work on this like I you know we don't ha- again there's that I need to work to become this and when we just go yeah. I'm gonna become I am more you know I you yeah know, when we just embody it rather than thinking well, I have to work to get there yeah um, just no it. you are right yeah yeah. yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen you drinking your drink, so oh no, I don't. I've been goes talking down. too much. Oh, it's still really, it's really cold in here. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> but alcohol's helping that. <laughs> it's going. Yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to put the drink in the fridge, not yourself in the mm. fridge. I'm living in the but, fridge. Um, yeah. I quite like this. Mm. Yeah, it's sweet. It's very sweet. Um, yeah. But it's fascinating sending out all these things in cans because yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking now, the next time I go to like an outdoor cinema or a picnic or something, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be that woman in the supermarket going, oh, that one's nice. And that one's nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I've tried all of these. But it's nice try. It's nice so, yeah. trying new ones because I've never had this before. It's not. I, I see what you mean. I probably wouldn't have more than one. No, it's nice. I, don't. I did also because I didn't know if I was going to like it. I've also got a bottle of red wine just in case. <laughs> it's like I might oh. end up getting like really trolled and wanting more. But I like again the red wine. Like is really for the red tent. Like you know having red food and red drink and stuff is really nice. So it was almost a bit of a ritual because I knew I was coming here. Yeah. Well, I was interviewing Lottie a couple of weeks ago and she did exactly the same thing. We had a gin and tonic in a can. And she was like, oh, that's not going to last me long enough and had a bottle of red wine <laughs> <laughs> with her. I was very impressed. But I, I, funnily enough, you were saying that when I st- first started drinking this, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to need a glass of red after this to kind of balance that sweetness Yeah, out. yeah. Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit too sweet for me. Yeah. Um, so what haven't we, we... I think we've covered pretty much everything. What's the best thing about running your own business? I mean, you've worked it's, for people before, yeah. so... No, that like oh my gosh, the best thing about what I do and having my business is that I use it as. In fact, I do this with most things, not just my business. But I love the self development. I love learning about my patterns and beliefs, and I love and yeah the more I kind of yeah it's just connect, it helps me to connect to them because my business is me like I am my business my business is me and it gives an external thing that I can kind of look at and it's a bit easier than looking at myself and then I notice certain patterns and it helps me to shift and to again come more and more close to being me and like embodying me yeah so for me without a doubt it's the um yeah it's it, it helps me to connect with myself that little bit more um, so what's the worst thing about running your own business? Um, hmm. I think possibly um, the, um, what was it, something, there's a couple of things kind of came up then. It's around, there's... I have oh oh it's I like oh. this is what I mean I'm like oh what is that I can feel I can feel it and I can't quite put my finger on it it's something around um 
I because I love sharing and I, I'm fully like I love because I love syncing with the moon cycles like our menstrual cycles are 28 days the moon cycles 28 days we're like the feminine energy is moon energy so I love honoring moon cycles and I am a firm believer that we have as the moon grows towards the full moon that's the time for expansion so it's a time to really share and expand and in terms of your business to expand and to grow your business and then as we go from the full moon to the new moon it's a time to come back within for like self-reflection and I love that and I feel very strongly that I should be expanding and sharing up to the full moon but then after that I feel like there shouldn't be pressure like I feel like if I don't want to post anything then I shouldn't have to and what I'm going through at the moment is I have this guilt and this um feeling that as a business owner I shouldn't go quiet for two weeks yeah and and that's the hardest thing for me because I love I love my business but then sometimes I'm like you know there is a pressure or I I allow myself to feel the pressure that I have to be turning up 24-7 I have to be and I think that's 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 the hardest thing for me I think I do I've really I've really ramped up the whole um turning up thing yeah and and I I can I can very much empathize with that whole sometimes I don't want to (laughs) sometimes I need to just have quiet time and I yeah I'm definitely on that kind of hamster wheel of of constantly going so yeah definitely feeling the whole social media burn sometimes yeah but I'm trying to work on on that by having a program um, of posts ready for me, so that when I can feel that burn coming along, mm. I schedule it so they go out automatically, and I can yes. just step back. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, trying to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if you won the lottery tomorrow, mm. how would it change your business? Wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. It's funny because Drew and I often, or not so much now, but we used to talk about this a lot. If we won the lottery, we'd just use it to invest. We'd just invest in more houses. (laughs) We'd just buy more properties. But it it really wouldn't, I don't think. I, I certainly, I mean... I mean, the only thing really potentially is... Actually, no, I don't know, I guess. It's a good question. I don't think it was because I was like, well, I, maybe I could pay someone to do this and maybe I could, you know, but actually if I, if it was that important to me, I'd, I would do it. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it would really. Um, I like, if I won the lottery, I would just, well, I would just, yeah, it would be nice to just buy some more houses and it would, I don't know, it would just, yeah, I'd probably just buy some. And even then I'm going, actually, would I? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it would. I think because I'm quite comfortable, because um, I've changed my relationship with money massively, and I realised how in lack I felt, and that this idea that there was not enough money, and that I needed to find money, and now, because in fact, so I went, I met with a lady yesterday, and it was about potentially she was going to help with this, like, one of the, become one of the support guys at the school. But actually, as the conversation went, it became really clear that actually she was more. Uh, aligned to my dream home program but we started talking about money 
and uh, and she was saying she was sharing about how you know she really struggles with money and all this kind of thing and as she talks we saw a park uh, a parking warden walking down the street we we're at a coffee shop and I said oh and I said oh my gosh I didn't get a ticket because I was a bit late and I said I didn't get a ticket a parking ticket I'm probably gonna get and I said she said oh do you want to finish I said do you know what I'm you know, it was, it was my mistake. I didn't get a parking ticket. If I get, you know, hit with a, a fine, then I will happily take that because I broke the rule. And she said, well, actually, I, you know, let's wrap up. You know, I need to go anyway. And she said, it is quite expensive, so let's just go. Turns out she had got a parking ticket. Uh, she bought one, but we'd, she'd gone over. So she had a parking ticket. And when I went out, the gentleman was stood by my car waiting to see if I was coming back with a ticket. And I just said, I'm really sorry I didn't buy a ticket. And he said, oh, don't worry, just go on. So I, I left having not got a parking ticket and I didn't get a, a penalty where she had got one and, and she got a penalty but I thought it was yeah. so interesting because we were talking and it was when we talked about money that suddenly she got this the universe brought you know her pain to her and I just thought we were the op you know because I was sat there you know because I've done so much work on my money my relationship with money I just thought it was a really good representation of when we are in lack what happens and as we work through that and as we heal our money wounds, then, uh, you know, we, the universe will bring us, you know, that kind of situation. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So, so the idea of winning the lottery, I, I don't get me wrong, like I'd be quite happy to win the lottery. But there's, I don't know, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't fill me with the excitement it used to, the idea of winning the lottery. Because actually my dad did win, no. not millions, but my dad w did win four and a half thousand pounds on the lottery when I was little, well, when I was younger. And he gave me a hundred pounds from that. And I remember being so excited and I was like, oh, what am I going to do with my hundred pounds? And like, you know, I was like a teenager and I was like, I'm going to go nuts and I'm going to go to the show shops and I'm going to buy loads of stuff. And Drew and I used to be like that about the idea of if we were on the lottery, what kind of houses would we buy? It was always what kind of houses would we invest in? But now I'm just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of, I get, I do kind of get that. Other than uh, me and my husband, we we love a good holiday, so that would probably, uh, yeah, that would probably be number true, one. Actually, yeah, no, mate, yeah, yeah, you're quite right. Actually, yeah, I'd probably go on more holiday, like more, um, like I'd go back to. I mean, New York, New York is always the one for us. We love going to New York, so I'd probably go to New York. Um, so yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'd go on more luxury holidays because we always go to like Caravan, like we go on lots of little mini breaks. But yeah, maybe that. Yeah, holidays is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm and actually holiday. buy a new car as well because my car, oh. I love my car, but it keeps breaking, and my husband wants me to buy a new one, and I just can't be bothered. Um, exactly actually, the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. I love my little Hetty. She's beautiful, <laughs> but she's getting she's too small for the children now, and she's getting really old and I know I need to buy a new one but I just I'm not into cars so it's no a, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's just a thing it's another thing I have to think about yeah exactly so yeah my husband would love me to buy a new one but I'll just yeah. wait until it's kind of taken out of my hands really yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I think I'd buy a new car I've never been interested in I've always bought second-hand cars but I think if I won the lottery I might buy a new car yeah um, probably that's possibly something I would do so yeah yeah yes yeah, so we'll both have a holiday and we'll both buy new cars and then after yeah. that we're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know 
Yeah. <laughs> I know Claire's probably going to be watching this going, and pay me more, Denise. Yeah. Like, yes, Claire, Claire first, then car, yeah. then holiday. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like to finish all of my uh, podcasts by doing the um, hashtag eight mile moment. So, oh yeah. As I've already let you know, yeah. I really don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me at all. And yeah. I really love the, the film Eight Mile because he, all of his rap battles, he, uh, you know, does them all by, you know, shouting out loud and proud exactly all of the bad things about him, so that the other side can't get him back. Yeah. So you need to tell me what is your Eight Mile moment. Do you know, I saw that and all the other questions, like, I was like, yeah, I'll say this, I'll say this. And it took me ages. And now that it's come to it, I can't remember what my answer was going to be. <laughs> like, what is my, like, what, yeah, what is it that, like, an enemy could use against me kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've already done the crazy one, so you can't yeah. really use that. No, no, no. No, I feel like I want some juicier. Yeah. Um... Probably the thing that comes up for me, the thing that I I do really struggle with, like with my business, especially, well, with my business is because I do, because I'm really, so the school and the idea that the kids are out in nature and they're eating so beautifully and this kind of thing, I, and I, and I know I put it on myself, but I think there's a perception that you know, I do this with my children, that they are, you know, off screens, eating these beautiful organic home-cooked meals, and I don't know, that I think, I don't know, there's, like, I think that's, oh, what am I trying to say? So I think the thing for me is my kids are, you know, they're, we're struggling to get them off screens. They, like, um, they don't eat as well as I would like them to, like, um, it's hard to like I think this it's hard I can feel it's hard to express because it's a difficult thing to own um but yeah there's there's something around the fact that um I love what I'm creating with my school but I can't embody that at home and I love the idea of create what they're having at school at home I would just be like so so happy but I really struggle with you know how I speak to my children I have all the same issues as everyone else but then when I talk about the school I talk about you know I understand how um unhealthy screen time is sugar is um all the stuff for the kids but I still do it like and I think that's the thing for me I think I put And I don't even know if people necessarily even think that about me, but I feel like if I'm creating this school that, you know, these children are learning about all these different things, they're, 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 they're in this like perfectly healthy environment, but they're, then there's some expectation that it should be like that. My children should be like that with me. And they're not, <laughs> basically they're not oh, at all. At, absolutely. There will be a group of people who will be judging you because, yeah. um, That's you know, it. you're not, That's you're not. It. The, the perfection yeah this is it it's a bit yeah. like as a property investor you know I I, I really realised that I, I the more I shared about property investing like not so much as my property empress attracts a dream home but when I was Mr and Mrs property the more I shared about property the less investing I did because I then put all this pressure on myself if I'm this property investor that can tell people you know share what um, 
you know, to basically tell people what to do, then I should be the best, you know, I should be the best, best, best. And then all that pressure meant that I stopped, I clenched and I stopped investing. And it's kind of the same thing with the kids. I feel so judged, but it's not from anyone else. It's from myself. I feel like I should be the perfect mum because like, if I'm, if I'm in a position where I'm sharing what children need to be healthy, you know, then I should be doing it. And actually I, I don't because I'm human <laughs> and it, we, we yeah. Perfect. There is no perfectly healthy. I'm just creating the best environment that I think my kids should be in and inviting other people to join us. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Well, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today, Anna. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. And so sorry about all the tech issues before. And I will no, that's figure. Fine. Yes, wow, that'd be strange, wasn't it? They're really strange. Oh, wow. I blame my husband because he said to me, you're not going live tonight, are you? And I said, yeah, it's a live stream. And he was like, all right. And then later on, he said, so you're not going live, are you? And I said, yes, it's live. So I feel like... It's on your husband's fault. Yes. <laughs> he could either sense or he jinxed it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah either way, we're blaming him Yeah, now. we're blaming him, definitely. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. And thank you for the alcohol. <laughs> oh, no, anytime. I told you, we're not doing this without alcohol. No, exactly. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I've had such a wonderful time and I'm excited to share this with um yeah with my tribe my community thank you and i wish you all the happiness in your businesses and we need to keep in touch anyway because i'm fascinated yeah definitely thank you so much for listening to that podcast i hope you enjoyed anna pierce and her amazing businesses if you want to be part of our podcast please do contact us at info at find info at find-surveyors.co.uk and as always if you are looking for somebody to look after your business premises please do contact us and we are happy to help catch you later bye